0: Uh, I'm a, a student of print journalism, and I just wanted to know, uh, what advice do you have for uh, uh, young people coming up into the field? Like, I, a lot of uh, for prof- professors are telling us how hard it is to get into the field at first. They're just like no, since you're in the field, do you have any advice on that?
1: For instance, experience, is that important? Uh-huh. Sure. Is that, is that probably the most important uh, element? Well, it's way up there. It's way up there?
2: Anything, anything else? Anything you can do?
1: Pressure under fire.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery. Okay. Applied himself well. Mm-hmm. These are things I'd have confidence in a young MD. Okay. I'm talking about journalism field. I'm lost. What do you mean? The journalism. Like, I'm a student of journalism at a college, and I was just wondering the most important aspect of getting into journalism, not the medical field. I think you're exhausted from 30 nights. I am exhausted from 30 nights. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman, those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre, even right. those of us who... Uh, have shown an aptitude to uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle. Even those of us can get tired. And your boy is tired after 30 consecutive nights. I have a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. Okay. That's what we do. We're pros. We're never rude. We don't cop out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 forwarding addresses. Okay. So what do you do? What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Kind of worried about the club. The club? Well, I don't worry about the club. Worry about maybe Jackie might worry. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Life is a breeze.
2: It's been a while since I went and wrote a song like this Take a good four chords let 'em loop as is And if it still got soul then I realize it still feels good when you simplify Cuz I've been waiting for a while for a shot like this but another near hit is another near miss And I can smell the smoke but it's no cigar I feel so close yet I feel so far And I'm getting sick and tired of these bombs. Far-
3: You are listening to Holy Commute for Monday, October 17th, 2022. Holy Commute is the only daily morning podcast dedicated to all things Wolf I'm Paul Cook, joined by my brother Tim for our third Monday episode of the October 2022 season. We are recording this Sunday evening, October 16th. We're just a few hours removed from the conclusion of the 2020, both of 2022. United Whiffleball World Championship in the 2022 MLW U-17 National Championship at People's Bank Park this weekend. So naturally, that's what we're going to be talking about here over the next 20 minutes or so. Um, before we get into, I think, the main topic we want to talk about, Tim, just, you know, overall impressions of the weekend, the and everything, Any, anything you want to say, that's important. <laughs> I'm not no All right,
0: uh, real quick, just going down the list. Uh, the weekend was uh, fantastic. Thought it, thought everything really worked well. Friday night was great as always. Had a ton of fans in attendance from MLW. Um, it Just great. Uh, both days of the tournament were excellent. Um, it was, you know, uh, absolutely phenomenal to have, you know, the first international team in the Wiffle Tigers coming over and um you know we'll get to this in our main topic but you know the jugs are you know just fantastic
3: yeah I, I just you know just thank some people um you know New York revolution obviously they're just you know a great partner um they're you know they're not only they're, they're you know very very helpful um with everything you know tournaments Related, they're also just you know, there's a lot of good people there, and they're you know very empathetic and helpful, you know, with uh, non ball, non-tournament stuff, and that was you know on display again this weekend. So we really can't thank them enough. I don't, I wouldn't understand people to understand if they weren't in our position, but just you know how uh, how much of a use, how much of a great partner they are. But like they really, really are. Like we couldn't ask for better um, partner than them. Um, you know, everyone that you know helped out. You know, Shirey Laird um, you know, Potter and Bull, you know, just tremendous amount of heavy lifting on, you know, setting up the fields and all that stuff. You know, we can't thank those guys enough. Of course, all the players that came out, um, you know, we're always very thankful for, you know, especially these, you know, people traveling from all over the place. I, I feel like I repeat myself a lot during the weekends. you know, like this people come up and say, you know, and thank us, you know, for this. And, you know, um, You know, my, my true genuine response is, you know, well, thank you for coming because they're, you know, these people, these are, you know, these are people traveling from, you know, California, from the Midwest, from Japan, from Texas, from all over the place to come here. We really do not take that for granted at all that they put their faith in us to deliver a good product and we try our best to deliver that best product as genuinely and as honestly as possible. Um, And yeah, I just, I think it was a great, great, great weekend. Um, I really really enjoyed myself um and yeah it was just I, I think it was a great fun tournament and uh you know we look forward to as we've done all three years sort of building up we look forward to building um hitting a next level in 2023 but as you said Tim I think what we really want to talk about here are you know are, are the 2022 champions the first ever world champions the juggernauts they repeat they went six and one after going seven and oh last year. So 13 and one in their last two um UIFs tournaments um it's just a really incredible feat and like th- this team is like it's almost hard to put into words what this team is doing right now i'm not sure people understand how stor- historic this is
0: so like i you know i, I think i'll start with this so when the jugs were facing the usual suspects in the um semifinals of the tournament uh Ryan Wood was starting for the usual suspects and the juggernauts put up a four spot on him in the first inning and um the suspects had to pull Ryan um after I forget if it was a third or two thirds but it was you know it was still during the first inning and when he was walking off he said to uh you know captain danny lanigan he goes you know with with a smile he goes you know i've never been hit that hard you know in my career and you know i think i i think that pretty much sums up where the juggernauts are right now you know they're they're playing you know on a on a level that is on the on a really really high level and it's just super impressive and like you know to, to Go back to the another thing that was said during the semifinal game. You know, Danny Lanigan's been around a you know a ton of wiffle ball, a you know ton of great wiffle ball over the years and stuff. And you know, when the score was you know five one in like the second or third, he goes, you know, as he should. You know, if if we're able to come back, if you know, if we're not able to come back, you know, I you know don't see how these guys are going to lose, and um it's you know it's just it's remarkable uh nine of the last 11 tournaments you know that they've played in they've won that includes 240 plus team events it's it's incredible and um you know i i don't know how many accolades you could give because it's 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 historic and it's just it's awfully awfully impressive
3: Yeah, like Ryan was one of the greatest pitchers of all time. And, you know, for him to say that, you know, uh, speaks for itself. I think one of the things you said there, or uh, let's start with this first, like, you know, like off that Ryan Wood thing, it's like, um, you know, I think the thing is, is these guys are testing themselves over and over and over again, there's, you know, their name's the names of juggernauts and that makes, you know, that conjures up, you know, images of just, you know, running through people running through the competition. But I think what makes it so impressive is they're not like that kind of team, you know what I mean? Like they're not towering over the rest of the competition. They're, I think throughout history, you've had, uh, throughout, you know, fast pitch football, football history, which, you know, more or less, you know, nationally kind of goes back almost 35 years now. Um, you've had some times where teams were real dominant, um, but often that came because of lower competition, lesser competition, or just, you know, um, you know, less teams involve less play. The juggernauts are, you know, are, are doing this all season long and they're winning. They, like you said, they won nine out of their last 11 tournaments entered. That's ridiculous. They're going up against teams, you know, some of the best, of the best, like, like your Ryan Woods, you know, like your Kevin Norris's, like your Josh Paganos and they're beating them and beating them and Jordan Robles is and, you know, toast and, you know and, and you know this this is the skull crushers i mean they didn't beat the skull crushers but you know they're going up against them uh and that's what makes it so impressive they're not this juggernaut that's just running over everyone they're a normal human team that's just somehow <laughs> finding ways to just win all they're not finding ways but just they're just they're just so good that they can't be beat but you know what i mean like there's a distinction between like a you know just like this sort of like you know big unstoppable monster and what the juggernauts are doing and in my mind what they're doing is more impressive because it, it's not that they're hovering over the competition there, there are teams with more talent you know per player than them but they're the ones always winning
0: so that's why i was you know i i was gonna say the exact same thing this isn't five manny machados on this team right. this is five players who won you know one to go out there and compete. They love this game and they put all of their heart and soul into it. They, they, you know, put themselves in situations so that, you know, when they do, you know, fail, like everyone fails. Occasionally they're able to quickly take it as a, you know, good thing. Like Tim said, after the tournament, you know, the, the loss to circle city, was the best thing that happened to them uh you know uh on saturday because it you know it just helped put everything in perspective and you know just it allowed them to just you know to regroup and get back on the roll and you know it's 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 just it's so impressive and like there's like i said there's you know i i you can't i can't even come up with all of the um you know all of the words of praise because it's you know that the, there aren't enough
3: yeah it, it's it's just and <laughs> this won't make for a good podcast but uh like you said at the beginning it almost is hard to put into words because like it you know we, we can go through historically and i think that's a great thing that i kind of hope starts happening you know a little bit more over the next you know several years of uh sort of some introspection of you know historically um it's just of historical wiffleball stuff, because right, we've got enough history now, of like 35 years, you can start looking at that. And I think if you do look back through history with a, you know, none of us have an unbiased eye, of course, uh, but if you look at it, you know, as objectively as possible and using the facts and um, that you have at your disposal and, you know, and coming up with an opinion based on that, you know, I, I think there is a real case that this juggernaut's current run, you know, is as good as anything that's happened um, is as good as any run that a team has had in the sport. Um, and it's just, it's, again, it's just so impressive because these aren't, all these are very, very good players, but these aren't like, again, every single year, there's a team that you look at on paper and you're like, Oh, this got, this team has more talent, but the juggernauts just keep winning. Um, you know, and, and a big part of that, and a guy, you know, speaking of historical runs, he's just on a ridiculously historical run and is, you know, etching his name in the history book somewhere is, you know, Ryan mcgalrath
0: Yeah, I mean, top top five player, you know, pretty pretty easily. Um and that's with, you know, that that's that's with a bat that um, you know, is behind his arm, but that's not a Discredit to his bat. That's just how good his arm is. Are you saying current or all um, time? Just to clarify. Uh, I mean, well, current. I mean, number one, right? Yeah, number one. Yeah, all time. Yeah, you know, top five. I mean, it's you know, the you go back and the amount of recorded innings that he has over his Palisades career, his MAW career, and his UW career. And I guess you know, I guess fast plastic eighteen as well. You know, it it it's incredible. You know, show me, show me that many innings. Um, you know, for you know a lot of other, show me that many innings for you know, other people, and you know, I, it, it's it's going to be hard to.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm completely agreement with you. I was just, you know, I just wanted to clarify your your statement, but yeah, I am complete agreement. You know, best player currently going right now. Um, and you know, he's he's putting himself up amongst the best players ever, and he just continues to. I think he already got himself there a little while ago, and he just keeps building that resume. Uh, and it's just like, like it, it, it just it is ridiculous. And to go back to like the it's kind of a microcosm of what we were talking about, the juggernauts as a whole is that you know, again, you kind of look at Ryan, like you said, like you know, his. He's he's very streaky as a batter, you know. He'll, he'll have his good tournaments, he'll have his tournaments that doesn't do as much. And then you look at his stuff, especially now where he's relying heavily on a, you know, what was basically a four seam fastball or a two seam fastball, because um, I think he's got a little bit of cut. Um, and you know, you look at that stuff, and it's like it doesn't look the present as a lot of other people. But you know, he he just you know he he he's he, he's just he's almost you know he's he's as unhittable as anyone, even with that lesser stuff. And it's almost again as a microcosm just like it's hard to explain the juggernaut success it's hard to you know sort of explain and put into words ryan's success except just to say that it's remarkable and you know um you know almost without Pierre.
0: yeah it it's 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 just absolutely incredible and like it makes you know it it, it rounds out the team like you know even though you know ryan you know he's my number one player in this Sport, like he doesn't, you know, he's it, very humble and stuff. And like he doesn't come off as a superstar, right. like, you know, like, you know, your top of the rotation guys, you know, in the majors, it, it doesn't come off like that. And that makes, you know, that, that adds that well rounded identity, you know, to everyone else. Everyone on that team, you know, plays a role. Um, you know, Ben Stant is, you know, just a phenomenal hitter. Like, He's, you know, you'd think he's got, you know, 20 years of, you know, hitting experience, Um, you know, Tim McElrath is, you know, a person who, you know, I I don't I don't know anyone that works, you know, uh, that, you know, he doesn't outwork in the offseason in practice and in games and like you know that that adds up to something and then you know red has you know like his improvement you know over the years you know is is just it's just amazing too like you know every time it's like oh wow he's you know really really good but you know i'm not you know sure he's gonna get any better and it's like oh no you know he keeps taking that step and, you know, that just, that just, that, that, that's what makes that team, even, you know, even though you don't have that star standout person. And I, th- I think that's, you know, probably the answer to, well, how are they doing this? You know, th- that's how. And like, you know, yeah. their, their, their Wiffle IQ is, is second to none, you know, defensively, all tournament, there wasn't a single time that they didn't employ, a defensive maneuver you know that would go right along with you know exactly what the prior at-bats and all of the analytics are telling you um and you know i watched a lot of good teams this weekend and i saw you know plenty of other teams also you know play you know smart strategic defense but like they're uh, it 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 boggled my mind like every time I was gonna you know put them in a formation they already did it and that's you know that that's a testament to you know to being you know just completely locked in and understanding that every single decision on the field matters
3: yeah, and, and and you know off, off of that last point that every single decision matters every little thing matters that's how you sort of neutral you know luck plays a role in everything especially in competitive team sports but the you know the more sort of thought you give to the details and sort of the more attention you you pay to those details i think the more you can sort of minimize luck as a big factor or you know or mitigate it um and you know you look at the juggernauts they've won two 40 team championships in a row, 44 and a 40 team championship um you know, records were spotty, so I'm not sure exactly how much the North American Championship drew each year between 1995 and 1997 in Cincinnati. but that's the only when team Trenton won back to back to back national titles, but that's the only one that could compare to this. Of winning you know huge huge tournament multiple times and it's so we all know it's so hard to win these big tournaments right there's so much schedule lock all this stuff goes into play the juggernauts have done it two years in a row you know with you know different block factors at play, having to face different teams different things happening you know that kind of shows they 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 cut through that block you know what i mean like it it's not as much of a factor for as it is as it is for other teams whatever they get, they're going to, they're going to be, and you know, they've won nine out of the last 11 tournaments. That's self-evident that that's what they're doing. And I'm just, I'm just not sure that that's ever been done. Like a team has just been able to sort of just be like, okay, Hey, here's this big field. And you know, let's, let's face it. The, the, the current tournament format very much does allow for a for lot. Like we were talking about this with a few players during the weekend. A lot of teams were better off for having lost a game, which isn't a good thing. You know, just something I think we'd like to address in the format but it is what it is. And the juggernauts have that same thing, you know, working for and against them and they just kind of cut through it. It just doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I think, I think the weekend for them and for me was summed up again, you know, going back to the semifinal game, you know, a first ballot hall of famer in Ryan Wood and you know, they, you know, they just, they just, they hit every ball hard that, you know, was put into play. And like it, you know, that that's not, you know, that that's not luck. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't hanging sliders and curves, you know, it was, it was just a product of, hey, you know, we're, you know, we've, we've been here, we've done this, and, you know, we're, we're confident in our abilities and, and, you know, like you said, the, you know, just, you know, they're, they're doing, I, I really liked your luck thing because they are doing everything in their power to make sure that the random amount of luck that's, you know, going to happen in any yeah. sports environment is Minimize is, you know, neutralized or, you know, put to a minimum. And, you know, we saw that in the championship game, you know, Jordan Homer, uh, to right field, his first at bat, you know, it was a typical Jordan at bat in that, you know, he took what was given pound, you know, took a fastball to right field, hit it out. And you're like, oh, you know, is that, you know, is, is that going to lead to a crack? You know, the next time Jordan comes up, he, you know, gets a single to right. So then, you know, the journalists are like, okay, well, you know what, he's not beating us there. So they send Stant to right, they keep Tim in left center and, you know, they're willing to give up a, you know, a ground ball single, you know, through the right side of the infield if that's you know but you know but we're going to neutralize a double triple and you know if we can a home run and you know there's there's just you know so much like you know i also i was also so impressed with you know jordan leads off the game with the home run that could break a lot of people Brian. at the end of a long term uh, at the end of a long tournament you know um and it takes a lot of mental fortitude to be able to not only work out of that but then go and put up zeros let your team tie the game and then give yourself the opportunity to walk it off and you know and you know let's 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 say it here too you know the phenoms are a tremendous team yeah just a tremendous team. And, you know, it was their, their, uh, their game on Saturday was maybe a actual better game than the championship today, like batter for batter. Um, But it was, you know, these, they didn't, you know, they didn't, this wasn't a walkover, you know, of, you know, some team that was out of gas. This was a team that was doing everything right. In the phenoms yeah. and jugs were still able to combat that. And, you know, that's just, that's that, that really just stands out to me.
3: Yeah. And, you know, like one, one, one just final note to wrap up this discussion, you know, based on what you just said there is that we, we all, uh, you know, again, especially in sports, your you know, your situation, the context dictates a lot of, you know, how you, you know, of, of how you, perform of you know where you end up so like no one's immune to that and the juggernauts aren't either but like in sports the truly talented players and the truly talented teams and not even talented that's not even the right word but the truly special teams and the truly special players have this way in this knack of not letting their circumstance they let their circumstances guide them like that's always going to happen but being able to turn all those into, you know, positives one way or another. And that's what the juggernauts are doing now. Like they're, they're not immune. You know, they've got all the same bad luck issues that other teams have. They have got all the same, you know, obstacles to overcome. They have their, you know, these negative things in their way they have to face teams like the phenoms that are really, really good in a championship game and basically play, you know, not a perfect game, but like a really, really, really good game. And they still find a way to overcome that. And that, that's not the norm. Like, you know, we, we, most of us, you know, most people in sports are dictated, you know, uh, do have their outcomes dictated by their circumstances and their opponents. The juggernauts right now do not. They're, you know, they get thrown these bad, these bad um, uh, breaks, you know, and they, and they, and they turn them into good. It's just like, it's just remarkable. It's like it really, it's like almost like a Michael Jordan type thing that they're doing now where it's just, you know, it just doesn't matter, you know, you got a 103 degree temperature in the flu, you still go out and you know, whatever he did, you know, put 40 points on a team and you know, win a playoff game. Um, like that's that's a the stratosphere they're in now, I think. And it's really special.
0: I a hundred percent agree with that.
3: So just before we go here, you know, we started to show a few things and I've thought of a few things, you know, sad sense. I just want to mention them overall general tournament wise before we go huge, huge, huge thanks to Kyle, Tommy and all the guys in MLW for their involvement this weekend. Um, the number I've been using this week when people have asked, I haven't sat down and wrote it down Is I think there's, I think there was 15 ish, you know, maybe even a couple more, 15, give or take. And I think it's probably more gives than take. Um, or more take than give, I guess, uh, MLW yeah. the tournament this weekend between, between the two tournaments, you had a whole MLW, you had whole MLW teams in both the main division and the U 17. You had a couple on blast in the Pass. You had Jordan, you had Caden Irwin, you had Brendan Barnowski, um, you know, and that's really, really cool for us to see. We love, you know, these guys, um, you know, getting involved in everything, getting involved, you know, in MLW, which is just, you know, incredible and awesome and a great thing for all of us in Wiffle Ball that we couldn't be more happy for. And, you know, also, you know, seeing the uh, the fun and, and the excitement and the benefit of, you know, of these tournaments, um, you know, Friday Night Fan Fest was awesome all, you know, in large, large, large part because of MLW, the U17 tournament was a great step forward. and We can't wait to have that back. Uh, just, you know, we, we can't thank those guys enough. Um, yeah, that was kind of my, my main one and just a continued shout out to when we started this two years ago, we've talked about this a lot, Tim. Our goal was, you know, let's these Midwest teams, they're, they're not coming to, you know, um, this national championship tournament, you know, why not? Uh, you said this tonight on the drive home. Um, uh, that, um, you know, per capita, like, you know, now and at the time, like, you know, 70, you know, whatever it is, a large percentage of ball was being played in the Midwest and these guys weren't coming. Um, and you know that was our initial goal, and you know we're so excited that and it was slow. We only had a couple of teams had, in 2020. We had seven last year. We had a bunch this year, um, and now and now they're really hitting their strides. I mean, the Skull Crushers are a legit great team. You know, top five, top ten team in the country, pretty pretty easily this year. Probably top top five. I mean, top ten, yeah, definitely top five. Yeah,
1: top five, top five.
3: Top five, yeah. And, you know, MLW All-Stars, you know, didn't quite have the record they had last year, but they, honestly, they looked better than they did last year. That's just, that's the luck of the draw, you know, that we talked about earlier. The Caggers are a great team. WSEM bounced back from last year. It's just so, you know, North Stars went 0-3, but they nearly upset Black Dog Country Club in the first game. Um, you know, there's just so many good teams out there, and, and we're glad that they keep giving us our patrons. and we're, even though we're not Midwesterners ourselves, You know, it makes us proud to see, you know, them embrace this style and um, really excel at it. And I think that's only going to continue. So, you know, shout out to all of them, too. Um, Any final thoughts along those lines? Are you good?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, I just, I I think the final 16 um, was just, you know, just incredible this year. Those, those games were great. We had game, we had great games both days. Um, yeah, I just like it it was a, um, it, it was just, it was a really interesting, um, a really interesting event. And I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what the future holds, but I'm excited to see, you know, what's coming up, you know, what, what we come up with and, you know, what happens as we, you know head into 2023
3: yep couldn't have said it better myself and uh we're all yeah we're all looking forward to that to you know to kind of figure out what the next what the next big step in, in here is because again it's all about evolving every single year um but that yeah i'll wrap this up for tonight we're, we're pretty tired but I mean, if i stumbled more than uh i always stumble through these podcasts but if i stumbled even more than usual that's because i'm exhausted as i'm sure you are Tim. Um, from all of this so we'll, we'll get out of here right now we'll see every or no well, I guess we'll see everyone in January I think this is only a three-week from what I've been told the three-week October season so we'll see you in January to January 2022 Holy Commute season um, until then you can catch up to Bean's podcast tomorrow in the Tuesday edition and all the other episodes this week as well and uh, we'll see everyone's thank you